we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Cheryl Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, where we're covering Monarch, Legacy of the Monsters, that's coming to Apple TV Plus this weekend. We're talking about the Marvel Universe in such disarray, and we're also talking Spider-Man 2, as Melinda Barkhouse Ross and TJ Johnson join me for this weekend's show, so go ahead and check it out today. And then on Monday, want to give everybody a heads up, Josh Peterson and I, it's one of our favorite shows of the year, we are talking Black Friday deals. Mm-hmm. Almost that time of year to go shopping. We'll talk about all the good deals in pop culture coming up here on Monday's show as well. So go ahead and check it out. Pop Culture Cosmos, wherever you get your podcasts and on radio stations worldwide. Also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Just finished recording it for this weekend, NFL Week 11. Unfortunately, Chris Lardieri is under the weather, so he is out for today's episode. But stepping in. Are the great guys of the Lakers fast break and Joe Soro, Magic Man Sean Grice, as we quickly ran through a redemption story for Dak Prescott and also some of the matchups in NFL Week 11. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Also as well, of course, Joe Soro is Ox1947. You know, he's talking about all the good things and bad things with the Los Angeles Lakers that's going on for the 6-6 six and six team, which we need to remind people where they're at right now. Go ahead and check out what he has to say at LakersBall.com. Also, as well, he owns a company that you need support today. Go ahead and support it right there for you. And if you're in the Southern California area and you need a new lawn, go ahead and check out Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. I want to go ahead and make sure everybody out there knows that the Lakerholics are still there. And Laker Tom is already trading half the team for Zach Levine and Alex Caruso, and you can find out what he's doing at Laker Tom, but also as well as the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, along with Jamie Sweet and his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in Five, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, and the John Mancalian channel. Go ahead and support those great channels today on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube and Facebook, please go ahead, like and follow on Facebook. Be one of the thousands of people who have viewed our shows in the past few weeks right there for you on Facebook. And also as well, go ahead and click on the little Joe next to Magic Man sporting the hoodie for Tim Duncan. Go ahead, check him out today. That's why probably why the little Joe has got the beady eyes and bugging out right there. He's looking at that Spurs hoodie right there for you. Go ahead and click on it today. And you'll be subscribed and you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Cool, bro. You said you talked to Stephen King on, twi- on Twitter and told him I'm reading Pet Cemetery. That's awesome. You know, I'm, he's very active on social media, so uh, that's good that you got a chance to let him know that you are liking and appreciating his work. Uh, Joshua Dietz on Facebook, absolutely supporting the FB out there. Truly appreciate you joining us here for the Lakers Fast Break as always. And of course, Daniel, Blue Magic, everybody out there. Darren, of course, is in the chat. The world's best Lakers chat room that's out there. Of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Join us tomorrow. Full day planned, pregame right here. Then, of course, on to playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break as the Lakers head into Portland to go ahead and face off against the Trailblazers. And then right after that, the best post game in town right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well... But an interesting 24 hours for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Had some responses that we've had to deal with. Uh, Some of them were 
a little bit off. Some of them were a little bit inaccurate. Some of them were very passionate. And some were just downright wrong, to say the least. So with all that going said, that's just in line with a lot of Lakers fans' opinions right now after a 6-6 six and six start for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and so with that, we see some of these comments that are being made. It just seems very strange because it seems like a lot of individuals out there are seeing their own reality. They're seeing their own fantasy on what they think the Lakers are now and what they think the Lakers will be in this current state of mind. Could be the case that the Lakers could write themselves and get on that path, but we like to be realistic here at the Lakers Fast Break. We like to see in the here and now the Lakers Fast Break. So with that, we see a 6-6 six and six team where one day they're good, one day they're bad. But if uh, the eternal optimists out there are doing what they can to go ahead and support the team, and they think that, you know what, they no matter what happens, they're going to end up on the right side of the track, absolutely. Go ahead. Keep on doing that. We have Laker Tom as our eternal optimist here at the Lakers Fast Break. But when does this fantasy and reality collide where it's kind of detrimental to what we see or what everybody is seeing with the Lakers. To me, it gets to the point where things that are being said out there are untrue. And the guy I want to bring in first is a good man indeed. And I'm going to have actually Magic Man join in as well, the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to join us as well. But it is Joe Soro. Magic Man, please feel free to interject when you can as well. Joe Sorrell, Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com, and of course, as well, LakersBall, LakersBall.com. I want to ask you this, and please like and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the Lakers Fast Break. After our show last night, where you clearly were talking about something else, at the time, Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Easy Flash, at Easy Flash on Twitter, you clearly were talking at the point of the video, you and I were having conversation about the direction the Lakers were in now. He wrote something around that time about, let me put it this way. Let me go ahead and I'll bring it up right now. So I got it here right to my, there it is. He put 3-0, lose one game to a team. The majority of most people would pick the Kings over Lakers currently. The better team won today. Does that mean the Lakers suck? That came from Jordan Brown. Joe never saw that comment as he was talking to me and relating things to me about where the Lakers were. And when I related Jordan Brown had said something, I didn't say what it was specifically. I never said that. In fact, it's actually right there on tape. I'm actually at the moment in my other tab on where that is. I actually reviewed it and I've edited and I've re-listened to it. At no time did Joe ever say that the Lakers, that being better or worse than the Kings at that time, he wasn't talking about any of that. He said that Jordan Brown was in the fantasy land because of he Jordan thinking at that point in time, something that he had said earlier about the Lakers, everything being fine with the Lakers. So I ask you, my friend, as Magic Man uh, does his best uh, Magic Mike routine as on the air, I was going to I was gonna say magic. But yeah, I was gonna say magic, Matt. If you want the girls to go ahead and give you money, why no, that's not happening. But uh... okay, okay. 
had a little right. trouble with the sweater there, but we're good now. Okay. Well, it's hot anyways, I'm pretty sure, with that. With that no, it's but... not. But, yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. So that I was, asked. That was, a lot of, that was a lot of BS, Gerald. That was a lot of BS, what was going on. Yeah. And, and, and just, if it's out there on Twitter. So he ran on Twitter, Joe. He runs and cries, Easy Flash, A.K. Jordan Brown. He runs to go ahead and tell. He's done this before, by the way against something you or I have said on as far as on the show. And he runs to at Lakers community, at Lakers, the, the team, and at Lakers news. Oh, please watch the Lakers fast break. He told me, uh, Joe told me I was living in a fantasy land for saying the Kings were better than the Lakers. Let me know who's the logical one. Oh, oh, oh. Again, you are not talking about anything relating to that, Joe. That was not what we were having a conversation about. And it's proof right there on, on camera. He put the comment in. We were not ignore, We were not paying attention to that specific comment. So I ask you, my friend, it seems like people are trying to paint an alternative reality right now. I'm hoping the Lakers will get it together, will make the right moves, and go ahead and finish out the season strong. But right now, as a 6-6 six and six team, alternate realities are being placed right now. Do you see a lot of the fan base being in a fantasy world about where the Lakers stand right now? Well, it, everything in society spills over to sports and entertainment in general. Uh, if you look at the current society, we are championing fake. We champion filters. Every, almost every female on social media has a filter. Because I don't want to show their wrinkles and their and their gray hairs, whatever, right? Yet at the same time, every time you see them go to the gym or whatever, it's all girl power, everybody. Yes, we're here and we're real. But every time I see her face online, it's got this nice glow. Lady, I know what you look like, and so does everyone else. What's with the what do you what are you doing here? So Jordan Brown suffers from an, an, an interesting sickness. It's the sickness of denial. Denial that there are people out there that actually know more than he does. And then worse than that, his interpretation skills are not good because he doesn't get it. I have a few friends, and it's usually after a few adult beverages, where we'll be discussing a, a, a topic and I always use Otter in, um, in Wolf of Wall Street as, as an example of you're there discussing a money-making scheme and this guy's talking about nuns. Like, the f we're talking about money here, you're talking about nuns, right? That's what happens with a lot of people like this is their, their brain is, I don't know if their attention span isn't there. I don't know if they don't know. They, they, I don't know if they realize that. We well, don't. like, the, do we really have to debate that anymore? It's, well, it's, 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 not, it's not debating. It's not debating. No, but, no, no. The part about about the short attention span, of course. Of yeah, course. But there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a difference here. There's a difference here is that I, we will call your ass out. In front of your daddy, your mammy, in front of public, doesn't matter where it is. We will call you out where most people don't. 
what they do is they go back in their little little clicks or behind their doors and then they start talking the difference between them and us is we're going to be on camera right now where anyone can access this for the next however many years till the world ends and you'll be able to hear the response in your face virtually but i'll say it to your face live i'm not scared of anyone there's no man on the planet i'm scared of so what jordan needs to understand is we know what's going on laker fans who watch the games know what's going on but certain people choose to interpret things a certain way we interpret it by the results you know we've talked about this 100 times we have to keep repeating ourselves we're we're in the results business it's 12 games in we're 15 percent into the season this team has no room to get themselves together this is not that's not that kind of team. This isn't an up-and-coming team like Oklahoma City Thunder or the Orlando Magic or, to some degree, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We are none of those teams, okay? All three of those teams have a combined zero, zero, where it matters. So, Jordan Brown, Rodell, Laker fan out there that are still talking about it's early, you all need to – kind of figure out where, what your position in this situation is because your position, if we were to have a contest about facts and results, your position is you're not even in the, in the, in the building. You're going to, you're going to be waiting outside, waiting for us to come out and we'll, we're going to be the ones that know what we're doing. And that's all it is. There, there, there is no reason, absolutely no reason for the L.A. Lakers to allow someone like De'Aaron Fox to get offensive rebounds more than two or three times a game. He should have zero. That is an effort thing. That is a coaching thing. That is a fundamental thing. Those things don't normally just appear. They don't. Well, Joe, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Oh, okay. Well... Let's 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 dig deep a little bit. Let's let's really talk about this real quick. Yeah. What what difference does that make? I mean, Alabama and Mississippi used to be one state. What the hell is your point? Number one, wake the F up. It's 23-24. Last season means dick. Okay. Number two, if you want to dissect what happened last year, know that the two teams the Lakers played both had inner turmoil going on. The Lakers had good timing at the right time to meet those teams. But the second they met a team that was focused, organized, and hungry, they got spanked. And understand this lastly, we do not play for Western Conference appearances. We play for world championships. And you have LeBron James and AD on the team. Last year was a massive failure. Yes, pat themselves on the back for coming from the seventh seed to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, that's a great accomplishment. We 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 gave we gave it its flowers, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. The Lakers, every year they have LeBron James and AD, and they're not winning championships is a failure. And it's a massive failure because you're paying both those guys $110 million a year. Two guys. Two. 
are getting paid over $100 million a year. And that poor guy, LeBron James, goes through all this stuff, doing everything he can to do what he needs to do in his 21st season. And this is this is the result of his, his, his hard work. I actually feel bad for LeBron at this point because you can't sit there and talk about LeBron from 10 years ago anymore. Those days are gone, guys. This is a 21st-year player. Salad days, LeBron. Salad playing, days. playing like he's been playing in his prime. And it's not – clearly, it's not his prime. And we're, we're, the, no one's helping him. No one is helping. His own, his own guy is not helping him. Darvin Ham is not helping with his lousy rotations, his lousy fundamental practices, his lousy ability to not be able to create any space in an offense or have any transitional defense. And not being able to figure out how to box out or teach your guys how to box out. At some point, you'd like to think that you can make that a point. Like, hey, look, we're going to shift this particular setup to where you guys can start getting these rebounds because it's absolutely killing us. But I don't know what Pockets is doing. I really don't. I don't, I don't think he's doing anything, actually. I do know what he's doing. He's not doing anything. And we're going to criticize it and we're going to dog it. And we're going to be very, very vicious. I know I will. Vicious about this lackadaisical play because we have no room. We have no room to suck. Sorry. And you know what's sad? We're sitting here like, blow it up. We saw what happened the last time we blew it up. It was 17 win seasons, 21 win seasons with no hope. No one wanted to come to LA and play for Luke Walton or Byron Scott. Or John or Julius Randall or D'Angelo Russell or Brandon Ingram. No one wanted to play with those guys. So what's next? We have to win with these guys or you're toast. And if we don't win with these guys, we don't know who the next superstar is coming to LA. It looks like everyone's gonna be signing with their own teams now. This salary bumps, the super maxes were created so that would force these guys to stay home. That's why they did it. So Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, those guys are going to probably be playing together until they they can't. Alan, that's a great question. Like out of all out of all the interviews that that Doctor Bus and the logo went through, they said, "Yep, we're going to go with Randy Fund. Randy Fund." Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you sing the blues, Gerald. We've sung the blues a lot with head coaching selections. I agree. I absolutely agree. There's been better choices out there. We've said it before on this show. We'll say it again. I still think the GM, I still think that the Lakers could do better in that end. I'm not exactly Rob Palenka hit it, hit it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like he's it's like he like here in Vegas. You play enough of the slots, you're going to win. At least once. Shout out, shout out to Dung Dung Win in the uh, in the chat. Uh, you, Great to have you here. Uh, you know what? I, I that trade is like a lot of the audience and a, a lot of I, I'm seeing a lot of permutations of the Chicago LA trade drill. I mean, realistically, if you were acquiring basically two or three of the contracts, they're all like basically expiring. You can't trade AD until February the 6th. Exactly. Exactly. Well, despite that, I mean, DeRozan is an expiring contract. Caruso likely is being told by his representation that 
you 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 probably want to you probably want to cash in again one more time. Well, if we make and, that trade, there's no way no way we're actually going. In, we might not even make the playoffs with that mm-hmm. configuration. So. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So I, I I think it's it's you know I'm glad I'm glad you know I, I, again this is all speculative. It's not it's not my cup of tea, but we talk about it. I, I will say that you know at, at least Laker fans are starting to maybe pressurize this situation where Gerald the the Lakers are up against that first apron. They're just we're teetering there, man. It's 172. We're at like 168. I think Gerald can confirm the exact. It's right yeah, around there. Yeah. So, and the second one is 182. So you're fifth, like less than 15 million off of that one. So I would, I, I would, um, uh, illuminate the audience and, uh, basically any NBA fan out there watching right now is that you're going to have to go for the big, for the white whales in this situation. You know, if you're gonna go big, go big or go home. That's what they're gonna have to do here. So, if they do make do something like this, ladies and gentlemen, that they're they've decided they're willing to go into that second apron, and that's very treacherous territory, Gerald. That's like open water for roster building because there are plenty of sharks and other predators out in that ocean. If you're in the second apron. And if you don't have the right financial stability, aka money bags, it's going to be hard to uh, facilitate that open water because eventually you're going to drown. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Magic Man Chunk Rice, Joe Soro, myself, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. So, again, the narrative gets changed, Joe, when we're trying to tell you straight up how we feel and what we see going on with the Lakers. I mean, we could also be very optimistic and say, oh, this could happen just like last year. We could strike it rich last year. But we just seriously do not have that one single contract you can go ahead and exchange, unless you're talking Anthony Davis come February 6th, that you can trade for a plethora of quality rotation players who are now, in some cases, may or may not be producing now, and in one case actually is injured the whole season. I will go ahead and update the injury status on a couple of players here in a little bit, but it also reminds me of what we saw earlier today, Joe, with Rodell. 
who gives us our daily dose of emails. And thank you so much for giving us a shout out, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. He had one specifically for you. And then he had one specifically, I don't know, if, I think it was specifically for Sean or just in general saying that AD was the reason why we lost specifically. He was the only reason. It was not a team loss. It was an AD loss last night. Now, mind you, we were down by over well over 20 points at various points in time of the game. But it's all AD's fault for that. Now, mind you, AD was absolutely horrible yesterday. And he told, him, told you himself after the game that he was bad. But... 23 turnovers, my friend. Terrible defense and rotations all over the floor. Offense that doesn't move. I could go on and on. It's not just AD for blame for last night, and it's not just AD to blame for the 6-6 six and six record that we have so far right now for the Lakers. If, if, if most people pay attention to how the NBA, NBA player's psyche works, it's very similar to, especially a great player like like AD. I'm going to use football as an analogy. Receivers go out and do routes. Receivers are absolutely dependent on the quarterback deciding to give them the ball, whether it's a set play for them or not. When a receiver goes out and plays, runs his route, gets separation, and is open, Let's say, let's say he runs a route 10 times in a row and gets the ball zero times. That player is going to go fudge. He's not going to be happy. He's running all over the place for no reason. That's what the receiver mentality is. They want the ball. So the one position I don't mind a receiver getting irritated, not getting the ball. And it's really hard to kind of be negative about that. Somebody wants the ball. They want to participate. And if they feel like they're not being used, I think it's important that they, they, they be heard. That's the one position that I can see some good selfishness come out of. So AD is continuously not getting the ball in the best possible position. And the thing that sucked about last night is I saw his adversary getting the ball exactly how I've been yelling for AD get the ball. Get the goddamn ball to AD four feet from the basket. And that guy will score at will. Why can't we devise a freaking play over and over again that allows that? Oh, well, they're double teaming. Oh, well, they're doing this. Did you all forget that you have LeBron James on the team? not going to be able to do that all game give ad the effing ball closer to the basket it's something that has not been happening the one stop stop trying to thread the goddamn needle in the paint and throw it above the rim and let him get to work they don't do it they They don't don't do it i don't know if they got mesmerized by the 2020 lethal mid-range, three-point winning, game-winning AD, and they want that guy back? How about adjust to the simple play? Get AD the ball closer to the basket, and he'll score. And watch how different he will be when you do that. Just watch. It's not happening. As far as the noise, you guys had more emails today than my business has had in two weeks. 
I get a lot of emails too, by the way. I mean, I felt like every five seconds, ding, 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 ding. It was like, what are you, the hell is going are you talking here? about just from fans or, or readers? From you guys, from Rodell, from yeah. Jordan, from everybody. It's just a ding, ding, ding all day. I'm like, who the hell is calling me? Now, I was talking to, I was, there's a different. I'll see Sean say, Gerald, there's if a you're going to read any ding, of them, read this one. There's a different <laughs> ding when Sean messages me privately. So I already know that sound. Oh, it's Sean. Yeah, yeah. Right? The other <laughs> same, one was the email. Thing. I'm like, who the f- is key? Who keeps me? Who's messaging me at 11 o'clock in the morning, like 50 times in a row? Do you guys work? Do you do anything? Like, like I don't know. But anyways, it, it, I was on my I was on my break when I wrote that big one to Rodell, and he still pissed me off because he the, didn't the, freaking the, read the whole damn the thing. thing. Is, the thing is, they're engaged. It's like he doesn't always watch or pay attention to the entire they're, show that you, he's actually commenting on at the same time. You can be as engaged as you want. You can sit there and yell off any building virtually it doesn't change what's happening folks you need to wake up you're just starting to ramble now and at some point when you start rambling in my book i'm going to stop responding to it because you're not listening you're not listening this is not good this is not early we don't have time to be getting into our groove we have to be in the groove now you have to take advantage of this this schedule now because if you're dead tired or if lebron hurts his shin more in january you need these wins if he's to sit out for a week do you understand logic this guy is not lebron of 2012 it's 2023 wake up we need every win right now in case something happens so that he can play the way he needs to be playing in April, May, and June. Title, guys. Championship. Medal starts now. We talk about fouls during the game. A foul in the first quarter that's bull can be a detriment to the end of the result of the game. We still focus on the end of the game. That that. That non-call that the refs make so many times can set a six to seven to eight point turnaround just by that bad call now, especially the way the NBA is played now. So stop. It used to be a blink and now it's an eyelash away. Stop telling us what we already know. We already know what's going on. I'm telling you what we're watching. I'm not telling you my opinion. My opinion is if you ask me, Joe, how are the Lakers going to play next week? Oh, well, I think they'll go three and one. That's an opinion. And then you could come back and say, Joe, you're a moron. They went 0 and 4. Okay, sorry. I, I, I didn't see that one coming. My bad. But this is not this is not an opinion. This is what's the result. This is the results. This is, you know, doing a test. You're doing a test. You're doing a test. You see the results are right there. Oh, well, the questions were hard. Well, did you study? Mm -hmm. Well, the teacher has it in for me. Eh, Come on, guys. Really? You know, when we were kids, when you're a child, that's how you think. But when you're a grown-ass adult, I remember when my dad, my dad was the matter-of-fact guy. You know, my dad was, there was certain things that he did that just, it it, it 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 was immediate you know it was no nonsense immediate not 
I'm not I'm not gonna sit there, oh I grew up in this, you know. No, no, listen. There was a good balance at home of nonsense and sense. When I came home from school and I didn't get what I wanted from school from the teacher, my dad never believed me. He goes, Why would you get in trouble? Why? What she just went around and picked you out of nowhere? How does that make any sense? Of course, mom is trying to or you know, maybe this happened. He's like, no, no. Why would she pick you out of nowhere? And then you have to just sit there and take it, knowing that he's right. So you guys are now pulling this child thing with your observations. Your observations are your opinion. That's what you feel is what's going on. Let me tell you right now, you're not looking at it with facts. Look at the numbers. Look at the record. Don't look at me. I'm just Kings are playing better. You got to say that they're a better team right now. Right. They're a better team right now. They're better at executing, but I'm sorry. AD should destroy Sabonis. And De'Aaron Fox has no business, even this late in his career, being more effective than LeBron James. And with that, those other guys around them should be playing better. But they're not. And the coach sucks. And this is sad considering Mike Brown, we ran Mike Brown out the out of the city for pretty much what Darvin Ham is doing. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Laker thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Laker culture. Mm. You know, to be fair, to be fair, Brown didn't win Dick in the preseason, which means Dick overall. But, Gerald, that was just uh, a dumpster fire in the making. Um, he beat a very, very weak-ass Detroit team, and he was 1-4 when he got fired. At least Ham is 500. But, I mean, like this is like this is like trying to decide between, you know, the half-ham sandwich that's been out in the sun all day, or you can go with the, um, the half-eaten pizza that's uh, got some buddies bubble gum on it like that between those two and the situations we were in and you know i agree with joe it's normally i'm very patient however when you're not reading read what we write read comprehension it's not just about your your competency at literacy and reading do you comprehend or when you're watching on the screen and we're talking about something else about the Lakers and then you throw a comment in there, I mention your name, not mention the comment, but mm-hmm. I mention your name and continue on our conversation that we previously have and allowing Joe to continue on that aspect about the Lakers. Not talking about the Kings, talking about the Lakers. Changing your own narrative to where you want it. Now, you could be respectful like the guys and gals here on the Lakers fast break community. Uh, you know, Alice is a very uh, positive person as well. She was on yesterday saying, you know what? She thinks that she believes that the Lakers will get their act together. That's mm-hmm. great. We, we appreciate that. And we're going to be respectful for that because she comes at us in a respectful manner. But when you da- talk down to us, when you tell us these things and you continually talk down to us, like we're three years old, and like we don't know anything and like we haven't observed anything that's when it comes we got to go ahead and defend ourselves now you could also say as well like darren in the chat he respectfully thinks that that cam is now a reliable part 
of what's going on with the Lakers. He has seen four games of Cam, four good solid games back to back to back to back in a row from Cam, and he thinks that he can be relied upon going forward. I personally, seeing four years of the Cam Reddish experience, probably need to see a little bit more, considering the fact that the first eight games were not a promising thing on the see, offense. And and and, and 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 defense and, is a different story, and, but can offense he was very shaky to start the season match. Absolutely, Gerald. And if you go back uh, and look at uh, the the um, the preview of him in particular, Gerald, that, that your your example you gave there is astounding because you just you just put it into a perspective with Reddish. Nobody, but I like what no, Darren's thinking. Darren's yeah, thinking positive, and I like exactly. That. I do too. It, and to counter that, myself, Gerald, and Joe. Uh, we are not skeptical of the fact that he he may be a late bloomer. We're skeptical that the timing right now needs more bloom. Or he it, made understand a cherry, finally. It's a cherry tree. It, it, if it's finally starting to bloom, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna bloom, but or, it's gonna take a little bit of time. Or he realizes what everybody else realizes that it is now or never. Or never. Him, and he's finally decided to go ahead and put those pieces mm-hmm. together. The, again, I'm, if that's the case, then we're going to see going forward a lot more stability from Cam Reddish, and I'm hoping that's the case. But you will have to forgive me if the previous eight games of offensive performance plus the previous three seasons from his performance lead me to believe that it it doesn't give me the warm and fuzzy feeling yet in regards to him on the offensive end. Defensive, he has so totally surprised me on the defensive end, Magic Man, with his, his ability to be versatile, athletic, and long arms. Oh, you know, Ger- Gerald, but Gerald, by far, he's the totally best. Totally exceeded my expectations. He, he's there. the best minimum contract we, we've yeah. signed so far. He's yeah. number one. Christian Wood, it, it, you know, he's had a little bit of struggle past couple of years, but he's been a solid get for the for the minimum. Yeah. I, I would so. say, yep, he's a good number two. Uh, who, And, you know, so we're, it's not as if we're looking at the, this, uh, you know, with glass half empty, our tooth is chipped, and uh, we just like fall- Tom. This <laughs> yeah. <is there. laughs> yeah, and we've just fallen off the chair as well, Gerald. So we just cut at our lip. T- at this time, I don't mean to interrupt. My apologies. At this time, I'm just seeing my inner Laker Tom come out and just say, "Ah, oh, Sean, I don't know what you're talking about right now, Sean. It's a glass half full, Sean. You and Gerald and Jamie are being like that, Sean." So. Yeah, no, that's Laker Tom to a T. Uh, no, we're not uh, that. The glass, there is no glass, like Joe says, there is no spoon. It, the glass isn't half full; t- it isn't half empty. There is no glass, right, Joe? I don't, I don't speak in anagrams. I just set it up for him, and and what did he do? <laughs> he brushed it aside. Yeah, I know. He just like. Just like DeAndre Ayton. I was saying a line like, from our show. Like, you didn't get it. Yeah, just like DeAndre Ayton, Joseph Schwartz. That's not what I meant. I was trying to be funny. And that's you're the only one that would have known that. That's almost as uh, you, you don't You don't remember that anagram thing with Junior? Oh. I'm speaking in it. <laughs> dang it. Oh. I was expecting you to laugh when I said it. 
okay. I, I That's almost late. as ridiculous as uh, making Shohei Otani the AL MVP for a team that was like that was 30 absolutely games under absurd. I I couldn't believe. Like I had to read re and unanimously that, voted in too. That's the kicker. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Corey Corey Seager got now like. I didn't and I'm an Angels that. fan. This comes from an Angels fan, so just to tell you that. Didn't Matt Olson hit over 50 home runs this year? He wasn't even on the ballot. You're joking, Joe. No, he wasn't. I don't know what. He <laughs> hit over 50 home runs. Dude, he was nails all year. He he had he had Manny Ramirez numbers. Minus the 300. This is the world we live in now. Yeah, I just I, I, don't, I don't see the log. I mean, same thing before with Mike Trout. You know, Mike Trout was an AL MVP for these losing teams for the Angels. And again, I'm an Angels fan, and I just don't believe that's what an MVP is supposed to be. I remember how in the NBA, when Russell Westbrook got it for what a seventh place team, or I don't know. I remember. I forget what that. Yeah, I think they were fifth, Gerald. I yeah, think fifth. They were okay, fifth, it was still yeah. a very yeah mediocre team at best, and he got it just simply because he was a triple double guy and that's yeah that was just a joke as well but getting back to what we're talking about here with the lakers it is the lakers fast break joe and sean before we get to news on the nba and something we do also want to talk about uh with the lakers i want to go ahead and mention the injuries gabe vincent with his left knee effusion uh, i guess fluid prp they're all the bad stuff you want to hear about knees another two weeks to reevaluate his status on his knee uh, Vanderbilt, uh, nothing new on the front for him as of yet. So it's still waiting to see on him. Uh, JHS uh, getting closer to that ramp up to get to the end of the bench for the Lakers. So can't wait till that happens. But guys, it just seems like right now when it comes to the Lakers, you know, people have these different realities and what they're thinking on whatnot. We're just, again, when we go ahead and share our opinion, we're telling you like it is and telling you how it sees now. I mean, we can always hope that Rob will go ahead and make the changes come January or February that will change this team in the right direction. But I think like Joe, in this case, that he is right. You know it's coming. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when LeBron and or AD has those two to four week injuries that kind of just like drop the ball on our season. So you got to pick up every win now while you can, Joe. Every win while you can right now. This was the first time I can remember the first 20 games where they've been traveling as much as they do. Typically the first 20 games are at home a lot and not having to do the, the Southeast tour later was, was a good thing. And by being at your healthiest at the beginning, you're, you're, you're better equipped, uh, less jet lag through a long season to get that out of the way. There was a lot of advantages here that they could have taken. Uh, they should have been, and my my feelings on this, obviously, they should be 9-3. and three. If they were 9-3, and three, I'd be sitting here going, man, this is turning out to be exactly how we want it to be. And the reason why they lost three of those games is because they don't give a crap. They don't care about rebounding. And if you want to blame the coach... You can blame the coach, but either it's it's there. The coach has fault there, but it's also even with the players. They're not they're not seeing it either. They're 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 looking at things like the people who are saying it's it's still early. They think they can just turn the switch on. 
and they're they're in for a rude awakening if they think they can turn a switch on this that that much like the possession the possessions in the current NBA versus the past 30 years that was a fallacy it was a fallacy that it's changed that much the fallacy of teams that can turn it on there's only been really one team that I've ever watched that can turn it on and that was the LA Lakers of the Shaq and Kobe era that's it yeah, as far as uh, Golden State, Chicago, San Antonio during those runs, you can call those obviously dynasties. Those guys never turned it off to turn it on. Those who don't play hard turn into James Harden usually. So let me ask you this, uh, and it comes back down to, and I'm going to take it to Sean after that. Joe, so based off, again, the tweet that Easy Flash, a.k.a. Jordan Brown, left last night, that he cried to the Lakers community and cried to the Lakers, cried to the Lakers news about things that were incorrect in what the truth and reality actually is. Is he our version of Carissa Thompson? Yes. Yes. Well, let's not, let's not, let's not forget we've discussed this at nauseum about how most of the analysts out there don't really watch the games. They're there as uh, puppets. There's very few people at the, that actually watch the games and understand it. And, and I find it hilarious that someone like, let's say, Chris Collinsworth gets a lot of heat from regular schmoes out there. Uh, for all, oh, when are they going to get rid of Chris Collins? With oh, he's slobbering all over Tom Brady and Tony Romo, or whatever it is that he's slobbering on at that for that particular game. I'll go. I'll tell you what. You know why Chris Collinsworth always has a job? That guy knows more about your team than you do. I'm still amazed at how much he knows for a guy who's weekly moving back and forth to different areas. Who has time? Have you ever seen a schedule of a... Um, yes, there's a, somebody busier than him. It, it, it's, he, he has to be, he has to be Kirk, watching... Kirk, Kirk Street uh, doubles his, his frequent flyer miles. He, the, guy's, well, the guy's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on a Saturday, and then he's got to fly to, uh, you know, I don't know. Help me out here, Joe. Somewhere in Virginia, I don't know. Are you talking about Kirk? Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Charlotte? Yeah. Well, I, he's going NFL games then now, then so he's he got to go to Piscataway and like he's, Rutgers. He doesn't need to go to then, Virginia anymore now that he's goes, in the NFL. Yeah. And then he's at the Rose Bowl like twelve hours later. The guy's got a crazy schedule. Yes, and and, and the respect for someone like Chris Collinsworth is warranted because he actually knows what he's talking about, and the reason why he pumps up a lot of these players is because Tom Brady's what he, who he is. And that's what the audience wants to hear. That's what they're there for. Uh, I'm there for the game, but most people are there to hear about the, the individual types. I remember uh, Oprah had talked about her, her man Stedman when it came to Tom Brady, like anytime there was a discussion about football, he's like, where, where, when's Tom Brady playing? He's one of those guys. Hey, I'm going to watch whatever Tom Brady's doing. There's guys out there. These guys that, why do you think they pay Tony Romo so much money? People actually tune in for Tony Romo. I don't. Sean, I don't think does. I don't think Gerald does, but there's people out there that do. 
Same thing with romance novels. People still read romance novels at crazy, at crazy capacity. So I think I've think... watched only three or four games, period, since he's ever started doing it. So, Jeff, that's incorrect. I've been very lucky this year. I haven't had to but, listen but, to too many Tony, but, Tony but Romo games. It, 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 also, it, also, it also is about somebody's credibility. And you know what, Gerald? She just blew uh, hers. Yes, because I remember... Hold on, Joe. Please, please wait. Please wait. Uh, Mark Henry was um, tells a story about um, Ron Simmons was uh, working out with him, and he turned to him and he said, "Mark, don't ruin this opportunity because the next brother's gonna need it." And that hit him real hard, Gerald, because it was true. It's you know, there are only so many opportunities in life. And at times, you have to be willing to have ethics and be willing to stand for your principles. And that means making sure that you set the right example for the generations after you, not just momentary gratification. And that's what Carissa Thompson got caught up in. Because now... She's making it harder for young women trying to break into this industry in a man's world and trying to gain credibility. Shame on you, Carissa Thompson, for doing what you did. And shame on Aaron Andrews for doing the same thing. Because you think because you're pretty that those good looks will take you as far as you want to go. But what you don't realize is that this still is a man's world. Cool, bro. You scare me. I'm just going to say you scare me. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't. Whatever. For the love of God. Again, Sean had the best advice the other week. Just ask for a study date. Do the study thing. Start it up from there. Just telling you. Play it safe. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't. No. Sean, it's an interesting. It's interesting you bring that up the way you did. I thought that was pretty, pretty clear, uh, and why it's clear because I'm just thinking, Joe. When I was when I was uh, messaging Joe earlier, you know, I knew fifty. When this story broke a few hours ago, I knew fifty fifty. Fifty percent of the people would understand it, and fifty percent would, you know. Also understand it, but at the same time, there's the realism combined with the cynicism of, you know, this is who the media is, right? This is who they are. Uh, we need to have better standards for ourselves as a society, and that will ultimately reflect back into journalistic integrity. I think so, Joe. But I don't think the audience cares. And... It's a It's kind of like a, a. I don't know if "catch twenty two is the, la, the the right phrase for this, but each one feeds the other. The audience wants something, and then the media will give them that, but then also give them a little more to make them think that that's what they want. There's this weird back and forth of the manipulation. They're each manipulating each other and getting what they want. Uh, people look at Carissa Thompson and say, "Oh, she's a doll," and Aaron Andrews. And then the moment you say that, they get offended, right? Typically. 
most will get offended. Hey, I'm here to be a professional, but are you? Forget about what she said today. Does she know sports? She's been around for a while too. Aaron Andrews too. Do they know sports? Are they good at what they do? Do they really pay attention? If you're faking stories, especially something as easy as sideline reporting, what do they do? I mean, really, I, I, sideline reporting should really be for one thing. I don't give a crap about what Bill Belichick thinks walking into the halftime show. Who decided that this is what we wanted to see? I, I don't understand, and they still do it. Interviewing coaches while there's it, a game. Joe, going Joe, on. you you know you know the answer to that. Haven't do you remember the documentary Color TV? No. About the NFL, you haven't seen Color TV. No. You need to see that documentary, sir. Anyway, this was this was invented by TV executives, sir. Okay. So I understand you know, when NFL you know, films. Steve I understand. I, I understand when NFL films is miking coaches and players and things like that they're not being interrupted is the point with yeah, stupid that's, questions that's why i said tv executives not the nfl TV exe- well at, at the end of the day these contracts that the nfl demand should at some point say leave the guys alone you want to mic them cool we'll do that oh we- joe you, you say the audience doesn't care huh? i think that I you don't see in like three to four years, uh, these thirty club owners all getting together and saying, "Look, the uh, we have to give the people what they want. They want mics inside the locker room." Remember how Mike Tomlin was furious over Antonio Brown leaking the uh, the speech, Joe? That's what the people want, Joe. That's what the audience wants. But they're not going to give them that. You don't, you don't, you don't, hey, never say never. As Gerald says, never say never when it you comes want, to you money. Want, if you never want, say never when it comes you to want, money. I want, if you want to mic something, mic, have a separate. The problem is we live, it would have been better. If they no, done, I, I hate it too because they're interviewing. It would have been the better Indian if they had done it 30 now. years ago, not now. Right now we have the softest bitches in society that would get offended by everything. A player, a quarterback telling his uh, offensive lineman, you, 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 you block like a bitch. Oh my God, they're talking about this particular group and I'm offended. No, F that, F that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in the locker room. Group, it's not group. Gonna, no, no. Group. <laughs> Group <laughs> Gary Cooper. Now that was an American. Um, Absolutely. sorry, inside joke, guys. No, 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 no. Uh, Gary Cooper, one of the greatest, one of the greatest American uh, actors ever. It's 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 not a surprise. the end, The end game here, Gerald, with your question is is it's not a surprise, and I don't know if anybody cares. Everything is fake, guys. Everything is becoming fake. AI, this whole thing with AI and everybody getting their panties in a bunch about AI. AI is fake. It's fake. You're all fake. Everyone's fake. I was just thinking if there was an AI Joe telling you right now it's fake. fake. Yeah, the the AI Joe would say that. Joe Headroom. Just like Joe, Joe says. Instead of Max Headroom, Joe Headroom. Like Joe says, I have no idea who El Chapo is. Oh, okay, Kubro, I'm going to say this out loud right now. Okay, how many 
marriages or how many relationships do you think the average is right now of people actually meeting their soulmate and actually staying with that soulmate for the entirety of their lives right now in today's society? Oh, man, I was just thinking about getting the next week. Yeah. Soulmates, like actual people that like he th- he's already he's in love, he's got a major crush, and he thinks this is the one. And I'm trying to tell him he'll think that 500 times throughout the course of his life. So, trust no. me, yeah, yeah. Uh, chick, chicks pick up on that too, cool bro. Like, yeah, and they kind of some yeah. really good thing, you know, like kind of like no, don't, don't need that, yeah, yeah, play cool, yes, play, play cool, cool, cool bro, yes. play yes. cool, cool, like your name, cool, cool bro. Walk, crawl, then run. Fair enough, indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. But before we head on out, before we prep you for what we're doing tomorrow, uh, guys, something seriously. We wanted to go ahead and set some time up for Z. And give her a big shout out because she is a great part of what we do behind the scenes. And she was very disturbed by an official statement that the Charlotte Hornets, and I can't, must have been Kupchak writing this himself. I have seriously no idea how this guy has still has his job. You guys talk about all the time. Well, he did the Gasol trade. Blah, 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 blah. How long ago was that? About 15 years, Gerald. How long ago was that? 15 you- years ago. Okay, so it's just like the Rob Palinka theory. So if a guy does enough wrong, but then does one thing good, and then continues to do enough wrong after that, it's all okay. It Okay, here's the deal. Okay, on a statement today, Magic Man, if you can bring it up while I talk on the screen here. I don't know if you can. My apologies if you can. I'll, I'll try and take care of it. But he's going to bring it up now. An official statement today by the Charlotte Hornets on Miles Bridges, the very legally troubled individual uh, accused. Uh, allegations are out there that he beat his girlfriend on not more than one, but multiple occasions, has been incarcerated over this. Uh, she has uh, filed charges that denied or, you know, I, it just, it gets all mixed up. So I don't really know the specifics. Again, I kind of lost track because it got here or there. Somebody, yes or no. He didn't beat me. He did beat me. So... It's not a pretty scene. The police officers uh, and the the investigation into this dude, they do not paint a pretty light on this. So after all is said and done, it's kind of died down a little bit. We see this as an official statement today. Oh, you want me to read it, Match? Yes, please, Gerald. Okay, according to the Charlotte Hornets, they released the following statement today. Miles Bridges is eligible to return to our active roster on Friday after serving his NBA suspension because he was suspended by the league. We are comfortable with Miles returning to play based on our current understanding of the facts of the recent allegations and remain in contact with the NBA and that matter proceeds through the court process. 
So while it's proceeding through the court process, he looks like he's going to be part of the rotation again in Charlotte. And this is angering Z, and rightly so, to no end. So I want to hear your thoughts, Magic Man. I know uh, Joe is going to definitely say something about this, but I want to make sure he has plenty of time. But Magic Man, thank you, first off, for bringing that up. And secondly, your thoughts first on what's going on with Miles Bridges returning to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, you know what, Gerald? Uh, I have a feeling that um, this is going to lead to where <clears throat> a lot of uh, DV cases lead, and that's uh, my hunch is that uh, eventually he'll plead guilty for like a no contest. And uh, I, I, my guess is uh, they'll say he served his time and um, try and sweep this under the rug as much as possible. That's what I'm reading from the tea leaves there is that they're, they're pretty confident that this is going to be um, uh, not expunged, but uh, forgotten fairly soon, which is disgusting, despicable, disheartening. <laughs> disgusting and um worst of all uh disreputable disreputable for a, a franchise like this um you know this isn't the first circus with miles bridges gerald that they've had to deal with with domestic violence it's not even the first circus they've had to deal with them when it comes to drugs and and domestic violence um you know, I remember a social worker uh, telling me, Gerald, if a man hits a woman, he will hit her again. And it's uh, the horrible truth, Gerald, is that that is the truth. And I'm very worried that this will, might end up in a situation where because children are involved, they may not they may not be able to have the support of two parents because one angry young man can control his temper. It's sick. Yeah, it's I agree. sick. And, and the Charlotte Hornets are perpetuating it. Remember, we brought on uh, before, obviously with Z, but also as well. You know, we've brought on. Uh, you know, this as far as the decision. You know, that was going to be in place. Just really, just not very good. As far as the type of Jennifer Matthews Lewis, when she was on earlier, when she because she previewed the Charlotte Hornets for us, that's exactly the first thing that she started. Those were her first words as the reprehensible bringing back of Miles Bridges. You know, she was really absolutely upset with that. So be that as it may, Joe, it looks like the Charlotte Hornets are embracing, despite the circumstances, Miles Bridges back into the continuum of the of the Charlotte Hornets. This, to me, is an awful move. It's upset a lot of people. Z, and I'm sure Charlotte, uh, excuse me, I'm sure as well, Jennifer's also pretty upset about this. Your thoughts on this whole situation with Miles Bridges and the Charlotte Hornets? I had mentioned this in the email a little bit, and society has a major problem with protecting their own. And... There's a, there's a solution to it, but unfortunately, the family dynamic seems to have deteriorated. Pride and love 
and that family is 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 just it seems like it's getting worse and worse. There would be no female in my circles that I love that would be hurt like so many women get hurt. Now, it could happen, but there would be consequences. And it would be dire if it was bad. You know, there's a story about Christian Brando, the son of the great Marlon Brando, killing his sister's boyfriend for abuse. I wasn't brought up to maim and kill in my family. There was there was tough players, but it wasn't it wasn't kind of explained or taught. It was just there. Like you don't you protect your mother, you protect your your sister, you protect your 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 female cousins. And this is not a Charlotte Hornets problem. This is a family problem. And where is this woman's family? Where are the males in her life? Why aren't they protecting her? Because I'll tell you right now, anyone hurt my sister, they're dead like this. My mother, God rest her soul, my wife, my kids, you don't live. If you're going to die for your children to risk jail, uh, I'd like to think that's not death, right? So it's, I would, I would almost guarantee you if, if, if society had a little bit more of that mentality, we would see less women abused. Many, many, many less. But we don't have it. It seems to be getting worse and worse. And then we're pawning it off onto the Charlotte Hornets who are trying to run a Well, you know something? And- uh, what, is it, what is it about that area? And what what is it about the the disrespect of women? Because um, I remember when Ray Caruth was uh, arrested. Joe, do you remember Ray Caruth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, guys, and. I've had questions asked about well. See you, it's, Joe. Joe talks about John Morant maybe going around the bend. Look what's going on in Charlotte. Kai Jones, Gerald, having having a bizarre psychotic breakdown. And you know, he uh, hasn't been picked up yet. Miles Bridges having domestic issue after domestic issue. There's I, something there's some Joe, there's something wrong with young men understanding the value of relationships. Screw all that. I don't care about that. I care about the simple Well, well the, so you talk There's not you, enough protection for women by their own people. There is no argument on this one. I I take this to the house, okay? You can go and ex- Police are not going to help you, folks. The Charlotte Hornets are not going to help you, okay? Stop letting them be unprotected is my is my demand. Protect your women. I've been saying this for years. 
years. Protect your women. Protect your mother. Protect your sibling. Protect your cousins. That's what it's about. In the end, a man's job is to do two things. Sorry if it's too old-fashioned for some of y'all. You provide and you protect. You talk about, Gerald, you talk about marriages and lasting with, with people you love. You know, we were talking kind of tongue-in-cheek with that with Cool Bro. But that's actually a really good subject you brought up. What creates that is what I just said. You protect and you provide. Okay? I'm sorry. My wife is five foot four, about 130 pounds. I'm six foot three, 270 pounds. But the media I'm the, I'm the protector. The I'm media. the one. I'm the one that can do what needs to be done. If somebody there is no argument with this, Sean. I mean, I'm gonna let you talk, but you gotta let I, me I'm not trying to argue it's, it's with not, you. It, it, it's it's as simple as that. We're going beyond basketball now, and I, I'm getting tired of this discussion with sports. Okay. Who, Everyone's like well, they're not being responsible. Okay. Who is protecting Sean Taylor? Who protected his, who protect who is protecting his legacy, Joe? You talk about protecting women? Who the, Sean, who, Sean who, Taylor? No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That guy protected both of his women. Both of them. Did he? Yes. Because they lived and he died. Okay. They lived and he died. And did the media do a damn thing about trying to show that we need to, like you said, Joe, value women? No. Colin Cowherd and Mike Wilbon got on their high horse about how Sean Taylor was a piece of from a dirt poor part of America. And he brought all this on himself. When what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that it was a random act of, 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 of opportunity by some punks who thought they could pull one over on Sean Taylor and his wife, Jackie, and uh, his daughter, Jackie Jr. I'm, I'm very emotional about this, Gerald, because um, I was a huge Sean Taylor fan. And when you find out that he did exactly what Joe thinks a man should... I got to be honest, the media didn't really try and protect women either. And it pissed me off. I'm glad I got it off my chest. I'm not expecting the media. We shouldn't expect strangers to protect. Anyone. Well, what, what, Joe, come on. You, you know as well as I do, the past few years, time's up, me too. All, all, these, all these slogans... This euphemistic language, Joe, about, you know, it's time. Society slowly changes, and everybody wanted things to happen overnight. It doesn't work that way. I think you're, I think we're complicating it. <laughs> uh, the movement, all this stuff, all usually movements start out idealistic, and then after a while, what it turns into is a power move. Right, the women's suffragette movement. So they got the vote. This, this they only reiterates about it. This only reiterates my point. Protection of the house, the women, the mothers, the females, is needs to be within the family and the close, close friends if you have them. Okay? Expecting the police department to protect you. They're not there. Okay. They they have to get called to come to, to come help you. Okay. 
you, you, the teams and sports and all this other stuff that's mundane. I, that's, that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you want to get down to brass tacks. You got to understand that it's, 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 it's our job, men. It's our job to protect our women. And if you don't do that, then you're, you're, you're nothing. To me, you're nothing. To me, you're, you're absolutely nothing. Especially if you have the opportunity. If this, if something happened it's, and it's too late, obviously we're, we're not psychics. We can't stop everything. You're not going to shelter your, your people at home and not let them go do stuff. But the point is, the protection comes from also reputation. It's just like, it's just like knowing, not knowing if a particular home that you want to burglarize, you don't, if there's a, if there's a, a question that there might be someone in there that has a weapon, you're probably going to think more about going in there versus going into some place where you know they don't, right? It's the same concept. We do not protect our women. And this is the result. We start figuring out and wondering whose fault it is. Oh, they're enabling and they're doing this. Okay. To me, the first question I had is, where's this lady's father? Where's her brother? Because Bridges would be hanging, I'm sorry, would be skinned alive. He'd be skinned alive if that was my sister. Maybe a little extreme, probably wouldn't literally do it, but it would be close. It would end up what it would end up being. Jail, authorities, doesn't matter. You don't hurt your family. You don't let people hurt your family and you die for your family. You risk jail for your family. I can go into any juror at that point and paint a picture for them. Look, you know what? I've never been arrested. I've never killed anybody. I've never done any of these things. I've never, I, I'm, I'm a clean driving record. I'm, a, I'm an upstanding citizen. I pay my taxes. But you touch my sister, you're dead. But I'd like to think that that reputation is already there. Chances are, Somebody like Miles Bridges wouldn't be with someone like my sister because they're like, man, I can't be me if this guy's hanging around. And that in itself gets you out of trouble. And you know, I've said this before, Sean, a few times. I get out of a lot of trouble because of my physical situation. Appearance. Appearance. And the way I speak. It's, not, I just, speak it's can... not just his appearance. It's his demeanor. It's his speech. And, and it could come off as uh, me trying to be, maybe play a, like a tough guy for a lot of people, but I don't care. Uh, I'm not playing, actually. That's the, the beauty of it. And it's been a very big asset. It's been an asset not even to the extreme. This is the extreme. I don't even play that to, to the extreme. It's not for the extreme. It's just for not having to deal with nonsense. You te- I tend to deflect a lot of people who might bring in nonsense because it's, it's scary to some people. Like, oh, I don't want to deal with this guy. This guy's kind of high strung or whatever. Um, and then, of course, those who, who understand it are obviously going to be around. I have friends 20, 30 deep, so I know it's not some kind of narcissistic trait or being mean or whatever. I've been happily married for a very long time, and I get along with my in-laws, and I get along with my brother-in-law. That's not, you know, it's, it, it. so again, back to the receipts. I have the receipts to prove that this stuff works, and I think people need to start focusing on Society needs to get back to focusing on getting down the fundamentals, just like the Lakers. Their fundamentals are trash, just like society is right now. Get back to the fundamentals. Protect your family. If you don't want a family, that's fine. 
but you still probably have a sibling and you all have mothers. So just remember your job as a man, sorry though, folks for the new age wave of life where people want to live. At the end of the day, I don't give a crap what anybody says. A man's job is to protect his people, protect his family, especially protect his females. And if that's a problem for y'all, well, that's, that's your problem, not mine. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, who he and I have both been called a mother on more than one occasion. Also, his old magic man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching this and truly appreciate it. But yes, I agree 100% with Joe on his assessment and his thoughts right there. Fully support him on that. And uh, I just think it's a shame. And uh, to Z and to Jennifer, I know you're very disturbed what the Charlotte Hornets are doing right now, especially with the allegations still there, the court process still proceeding on Miles Bridges. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not a good look. And uh, I don't agree with the Charlotte Hornets actions right now in bringing him and reinstating him onto the roster at this point in time. But we'll wait and see how exactly this plays out. But before we head on out, wanted to go ahead and mention tomorrow we have a full day of what's going on with the Lakers. Don't forget, we have a pregame show. It's been doing very well for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please join us here on YouTube or Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Kick, wherever you get your podcasts. Also as well, at 7 p.m., playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. That's playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Join Magic Man Joe. We had on Stone Hansen. Great to have him on. Laker Nick providing deep insight as always. And big shout out to Laker Nick. Uh, he's been helping us so much behind the scenes. <laughs> I was going to tell him to, uh, well, actually, I'll save it for next time he's on the show. But Laker Nick, uh, just great to have you here, my friend, as well. Part of our coverage there on Playback. And then, of course, everything that we do for you here on the post game. Better we win for the Lakers. I know Joe is right. They've been cursed heading into no longer the Rose Garden, but Portland. Maybe hopefully that will take the curse off as far as what we, we play there. But guys, any last thoughts on the Lakers at six and six heading into Portland tomorrow uh, before we head on out, Sean? Uh, just get in and get out because there is nothing to do in Portland, Oregon, Gerald. <laughs> there is something actually, but I, I won't mention it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking of bringing yeah, Peter. There really, on. there really isn't. There really isn't. I think what next time around, we're going to bring Peter Sampson on. Not yet. I don't think it's, it's a little too early in the season to get really good summations. I think we, Alfred Esmond really kicked, kicked butt when he was here uh, because we knew we were going to be done with mm -hmm. Orlando right away. But, some of these teams, like in the West, like in Portland's case, I want to bring on Peter Sampson a little bit later in the year to assess where they're at. So I think that's uh, something we're going to go ahead. And by the way, he got some really – he announced some really good news a really? couple weeks ago about his career. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah, absolutely, on his Twitter. Uh, mm. he's, so he's been really insightful. I have seen some of his more recent tweets on Portland and what's going on there, so I wish him continued success. I know he was in between – positions in the media uh when we talk to him so I'm, hopefully he's going to go ahead and get, get everything but it sounds like he has he's got he's uh going on the as far as the, on the upswing so that's always good to see do want to mention though before we head on out uh that it is again the lakers fast break i truly appreciate you joining us want to make sure i got all the comments covered cool bro uh still giving you great advice on dating advice and also as well <laughs> 
with what you're talking about in books. Uh, Joe says, he, yeah, it's so hard these days to read enough books and to get enough read with all the things that we're doing here. So. It's worse, Gerald. It's worse, and I'll tell you why. Go so ahead. I want to read more, right? I want to read more. As do I. And with technology, it's easy, right? You go onto the Kindle or Amazon and you, you get what you want. But there's a problem now. I got to stare at a screen still. I've been staring at screens all day with my phone and the computer. And then now I'm going to read a book on a screen. And then the, the other side of that is, do, do I want to go buy these books? And now I got to put them somewhere. I got to dust them. It becomes impractical at that point. So I'm kind of figuring out how I'm going to do this. Reminds me of the Burgess <laughs> Meredith episode of the Twilight Zone. One of the best Twilight Zone episodes. I got to see that one. Made. That is a really good one. So ironic. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I'll just start off by saying he was a bookworm and had such a life around him. Everybody could not stand the fact that all he cared about was his books and his dream comes true. But, and I'll leave it at that. So go oh, ahead, yeah. out the, well, I, I, go I, ahead I, and check out the Twilight Zone. It's yeah, a really my, classic episode. Uh, one of the best my, that they've ever yeah, done. Yeah, that, one, that one's good. Not my yeah. personal favorite, but yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I still like William Shatner. I think William Shatner had one of his best performances. Oh, yeah, Gerald, I, I have to say, I think it's uh, To Serve Man. Yeah, well, To Serve Man? Okay, yeah. It's there a cookbook. Yes, it's a, it's a it's cookbook. A cookbook. It's a cookbook. That's a good one, too. But uh, him at, uh, was it 30,000 feet? I think it is. Uh, Terror at 30,000 feet. I think it's the episode. But that that was a good one. Uh, of his yeah i could go on all day about tyler and by the way gerald the 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 um actor that was in to serve man played jaws in uh james Mm -hmm. richard keel richard keel Keel. absolutely even though that wasn't his voice and we'll just leave it at that (laughs) no that was some weird that was some weird voice (laughs) but i will say that is great to have you here please go ahead and check us out lakers fast break tomorrow wall-to-wall coverage for you pre-game playback post game ppp right there for you uh again reading good books there you go couldn't uh, get enough of that absolutely we've had some good authors bring out some good nba books and and uh lakers books i still have what kobe left behind right there for you and the other author that we brought on and of course we brought on see we brought on authors good authors we brought a good reading for you here so go ahead and check out our all of our author related interviews as well so uh, Lakers and Five says, now you're speaking my language. Love the Twilight Zone. Yes, Twilight Zone, classic. Tw- nothing like Twilight. Although the Jordan Peele Twilight Zones, I think, are underappreciated. And I'll leave it at that. And I, I think the Paramount the, underappreciated him, too, because they canceled it. So the one the one author that about the Lakers that I'd like to try and see if we can get on. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing interviews anymore is uh, Lazenby. We'll see, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, give me the info and I'll see if I can hit up his publisher. See what we can do. All right. Do. That'd be awesome. All right. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrell, Matthew Anchang Rice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow, hopefully with a better narrative because we're in the reality of what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's hope the reality for tomorrow for the Lakers is a win and a start back above. 500 and getting back on track in the Western Conference and hopefully that will start tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. Yes. 
Go ahead. Yeah, we we will talk about it because there's nothing to do in goddamn Portland. So AD having <laughs> have a nice couple hours playing Call of Duty, ripping Ben Simmons' ass up and down, and a then get on the court for three blows. Add, yeah, exactly. And then rip up DeAndre Ayton on the court. Bad reviews on MMD. And the thing is, oh, it, it's it, terrible. They're drill. advertising terrible. it on the marquee on the horseshoe as you drop, especially for F1. They're advertising it on the. Uh, 700 feet tall or whatever tall it is a marquee on the horseshoe right there it's absolutely insane i'm like man it just got a four on ign so what are you gonna do but once again it is the lakers fast break it is gerald glass man the grand prix i mean somebody asked me earlier about the baseball team and the a's getting approved to come here in las vegas i think that's a dumpster fire if it's the dodgers coming here i'm sure a lot of people will be feel better about it but it's the a's and the a's suck so Yay. I'd rather see an NBA team here, but now the F1 Grand Prix is here and they can't even get started. They, they messed that up with their drain hole covers that one of the cars rode uh, over a drain hole cover and ended the whole practice. So they got to fix all the drain hole covers overnight to get that thing started. So we'll see what happens, but it is the Lakers fast break. We'll see if next month's NBA cup will be done and executed better by Las Vegas. We'll see on that, but, Thank you so much for watching and listening. It's truly appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow for some realistic thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers because we're not on the fantasy land. We're not on fantasy island. We're not Mr. Rourke. We're going to go ahead and tell you it's the plane, the plane, the plane that's coming down in Portland, hopefully, hopefully bringing us a win. And as Magic Man said, get the hell out of there as fast as you can with a win. And we'll tell you about it tomorrow right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.